Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Daily Bread podcast hosted by The Women Well. We pray today you are brought near to the Father's heart and you receive daily bread from His presence through this conversation. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. We are back. Praise God. Aren't you glad we're back? I'm glad we're back. (laughs) I look forward to these podcast recordings because there's some of my favorite women who are on this, including who we have today, which is Stephanie Rezio. She's one of my best friends. And I live with her, which is a plus. With Kitty. With Kitty, my Kitty. And... Um, she's one of the OG, even more so than me, one of the OG women, well, women, <laughs> the well women. She has been a part of one voice for how many years now? Nine years. Holy God. Nine years in November. That's crazy. That's literally That's crazy. crazy. So obviously she's been a part of the well since the very beginning which i i know the well like us gathering as women has has been it's just been there it's existed long before anything's happened on instagram but i know the like the well actually officially launched on instagram on these lives back in 2020 so just know that stephanie's a pillar in all of this even though she's the one that maybe doesn't like to be or on the videos or on the podcast, but she is like pillar, foundational for the well. So I'm super excited to have Yay! you on, Stephanie. <laughs> Our octaves just went super high. <laughs> I'm, I'm just super excited. So okay, we we've been like introducing some of the OG women who have been a part of the well. Um, We've had Greta and Camille, who are also our fellow roommates. Oh my gosh, I didn't even introduce myself. I love them. I'm Bailey, guys. Bailey! Hello, (laughs) if you didn't already know that. Uh, (laughs) But um, we've had all the different women share their story and their testimony. So, I know that there's probably a lot. But do you remember, like, the exact moment that you decided to give your life to Jesus and it's not... Like, it wasn't just, like, something that you were raised in or that you just knew about, but that crossing the line moment for you. What happened? Tell us, Stephanie. Tell us. Um, it all started back when... <laughs> back Spooky. when... When I was four. Really? You were four? Um, so, when I was four, this is the only thing. So, growing up, I don't remember much of my childhood. Mm-hmm. It comes in little moments where I remember something that's real um but I do have I used to have this bible and it said it was given to me when I was four so I and so I asked my parents and they said that's when they um gave their lives to Jesus Hmm. so you know as children they bring us into it right um so growing up I it was all for me um I knew about Jesus, but it was more religion to me mm-hmm. because I would see in the church um, a, like how it would look like, but then outside of church, they didn't act the same way, mm-hmm. um, whether it was with the youth pastor, whoever it was, the youth pastor, whatever it was, some of the leaders there. Um, 
So for me, as a little girl, just I was so confused, not knowing is this real? Is Jesus real? I don't really hear him. Do I hear him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, True. So I accepted him, and I received the Holy Spirit and everything. So I am confident that I walked with the Holy Spirit in me. So I knew like he would speak mm-hmm. to me, but I wasn't confident myself that it was actually him speaking to me. So I was in this back and forth thing of, is it is Jesus actually real? I don't know. People don't make it seem like he is, but he might be. Um, mm-hmm. So it took me until um, I graduated high school. And mm-hmm. when I ended up graduating, that's where, you know, your decisions of what am I going to do in life. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I started going back and forth. I was always this, like, um, the good girl. Um, mm-hmm. I have two siblings. We all have like our own title. I was the one that was like the good girl. I'm going to keep this phase of this is the way I'm going to look like. So if I mess up, I can't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting out of high school, I, um, I was surrounded with a group of people that didn't always do the best choices. Mm-hmm. And I try to still stay as the good girl, but I was tempted here and there in moments. So when I was going to graduate, I remember thinking, um, well, maybe I should go to college because that's the thing people do. Mm-hmm. But I also had in my head, I should just not care in life anymore and just give it all and just do what they do. And I don't care anymore. Like, what's the point of trying to be this good girl phase? Like, I'm just bored. Um, yeah. So I was <laughs> literally about to start going for it, do do what, I don't know, the young people do. The crazy yeah, ones do. The crazy world, <laughs> going at it, not caring anymore. Um, but my mom randomly decides um she hears about this church um it's called houses of light and that's, shout out shout out houses of light <laughs> <laughs> um that's where marcella barcelona's from that's right <laughs> so i end uh she ends up hearing from them and hears about a retreat so she tells me um she wanted me to go and i was like i'm not going to this thing like mm-hmm. i am good i've been to too many things mm-hmm. and you're um, churched out <laughs> yes so then she's like well, your friend's going, which um, I was like, I was actually like, well, if she goes, I'm going, but we're going to be in the same room and we're just going to have fun. And then we're over and we're good. And I, I played this still phase of a good girl. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm just doing pretending to be this perfect pers- um, daughter. So then um, as we get there to the retreat, um, they separate me and my friend. So we were not even in the same room. So I was kind of mad <laughs> in that moment. Mm-hmm. But it was so the Lord that he did that because in that moment is where he ended up encountering me in this retreat. Um, I remember the first night I was, um, they brought us to the front and I was kneeling down and out of nowhere I hear a voice, but it was someone uh, was speaking uh, through the Lord to me. And she said, Stephanie, I've been waiting for you. Come back. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And that's when I lost it. Um, because I always wanted Jesus. I always wanted to encounter him, but I just didn't know if he was real or not. So yeah. in that moment, I just had felt his presence so heavy in that room um, that I lost it. And I just started crying mm-hmm. and like, it felt like it was like screaming, crying. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I felt like that weird one in the room. Um, and then after that night, I just was all in and Every teaching, everything they were saying, like, I just was so hungry. And I've never felt that hungry after that night. So after that, I just started going to everything I could find, every event. I didn't care. I just wanted more of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
It's crazy because I feel like, um, like so many people are caught up in the, in religion and Mm. like you, you're just trying to reach God. Like what you were talking about, how you get stuck in this mentality of like, I just have to do what's right and be perfect. And like, I can't make any mistakes and a lot of people, and not even just like with your parents, but a lot of people view that that way towards God of just like, I can't mess up or else like I'm going to lose my relationship with him or he's going to stop loving me or like, I don't know. It's like that, that religion thing that drives you into fear mm-hmm. and drives you into legalism. And it's not legalism, it's love. Like that's yeah. what, that's what a relationship with Jesus is held together by and the center of everything, it's love. Um yeah. So, I know, just from being one of your best friends, that, like, since that moment of you giving your life to Jesus, there has been a very clear, very evident call on your life. (laughs) And I know that I've witnessed, like, so many times where people have prophesied over you and prayer moments and, like, things that God's, like, stirred in your own heart just over the last God, like... Like, it's been a long time since that, that moment of you saying yes to Jesus. And then also, like, you being a part of One Voice, being a full-time missionary. There's, like, so much that God has done in your life since that original moment. Um, but I know, like anybody, uh, like, I struggle with this, too, that fear will sometimes come and try to, like, choke out what God has put over your life and what he's spoken over your life. So... From that moment of you giving your life to Jesus and then just since then on this crazy journey, like how has fear tried to choke out what God has done then and now and just continues to do? And like how do you how have you like tried to overcome that fear? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but um well hopefully I answer the your question correctly. Girl, um, we just we just chatting. We just uh, talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just talk about all of it. <laughs> um, I feel like for me, it has been so much of my voice um, where he's always try to shut that off. Come on, somebody. The fear of just messing up or yeah. saying the wrong thing or being too much mm-hmm. or... Um, just all of the above where mm-hmm. he'll just try to come in every single moment. So then um, I was always, not always, but there was moments where I was labeled as like, oh, she's just a quiet one mm. or, you know, she might be shy. But I knew deep inside I wasn't. But I was just struggling of like, no, because if I speak what I'm feeling, they might think I'm too much right now. Yeah. Or if I speak what I'm feeling, they might, it's, it's, I'm just going to mess up or... I'm just going to mess up this relationship. Whatever it was. Yeah. You know. It's true. Um, so I just kept to myself because I just didn't want to be vulnerable or show who I was because I was afraid of how others would see me. Um, so there would even be moments growing up where I would see other people being bullied and I was so screaming inside wanting to do something and speak up for them. Hmm. But I didn't because I was afraid of like, I was struggling myself. Mm-hmm. So I was afraid to say something and it just going all wrong. But, and then growing up, I just like regretted it after I'm like, I should have said something. I should have defended them. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have cared. Um, 
but it's always that enemy has always tried coming for my voice in mm-hmm. um, in those moments of not speaking up, mm-hmm. not saying anything, um, and overcoming it. It has been taking little steps here mm-hmm. and there, um, just saying yes in the uncomfortable moments, in the moments I don't want to do something, but the Lord's pushing me to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to say yes and. When I say yes, I see breakthrough happen. Mm-hmm. Um, even not just in my life, but it's even, for example, um, he tells me, go and tell this person this thing. And when I do it, I see there's breakthrough in their life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even for my own breakthrough of speaking, but it was for them. Mm. So he begins to show me stuff. Sometimes you using your voice, it's not even for you and your own breakthrough, but it's for someone else. Yeah. Um, so it's been a lot in fighting fear <laughs> in different areas of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so good though because i know like i was just talking to someone today Mm -hmm. about how um like the very areas that god has actually called you to step into or to like the things that god has actually placed on your life are the very things that the enemy is going to try to hit the most and hit the hardest um like it's it literally like it's almost like you need to pay attention to like the places where the enemy will try to attack you the most because it's yeah. like, hmm, I must be destined for greatness there because I always get hit here. Yes. And for so many other people, it's it could look like a thousand different things. But mm-hmm. I know that fear and like um, people using their voice, the voice that God's given them and like obeying mm-hmm. is such a common thing that... Yes so many people get hidden and it sucks so real i even want to say this is something i got encouraged with um i think it was honestly i think i was listening to something about with carrie job or something Hmm. um but this actually helped me um because i'm i know there's so many women that are actually for me this happens to me when i go into rooms i could like feel what's going on Mm -hmm. and sometimes it could move me where um, I get into a room, whether someone's, I don't know, they're dealing with something and it hits me and I feel like I'm dealing with that. So then I'm just like in this like funk. And um, Carrie Jolt had said, I believe it was her, her mom told her, were you feeling this when before you came into the room? And she's like, no. So she's like, you need mm. to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do with what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it helped me to understand, okay, when I walk in rooms, and it's, I still struggle with this because mm-hmm. I could be in a room and then I'm like, wow, I'm not hyper anymore, joyful as I was before I came into this room. What happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like now I'm feeling all like annoyed, yeah. <laughs> like something's wrong. But I know those are the moments I need to ask the Holy Spirit of like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, why am I feeling it? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to like, you know, I don't know say something or pray yeah or what it what is it like what is happening in this room um so that's something really big that the lord has even helped me with um you know all the feelers in here in this all the feelers where <laughs> yeah. you at represent yes and i feel like <laughs> even with your voice um this is something that i would struggle with um there I'm such an observer mm-hmm. where I could be in a room. You are. Um, I, I, they call me the spy. <laughs> like, she is the spy. Probably like the ninja. I would be in a room. I'm working, you know, but I hear talks around me. I hear things happening. I see around, even if I don't look like I am, I'm actually paying attention a lot. Um, <laughs> so like, watch out. <laughs> more than people know, but I know there's women that actually are the same. And I feel like that sometimes could even mess with you 
where I hear things, oh, I don't agree with that. Or, oh, mm. that's... And then it's hard for you to even want to, like, talk to those people yeah. or build friendship because you know you don't agree with certain things they're saying. Yeah. And then you don't want to be like, ah, yeah, no, that's not truth. Or, you know, but sometimes the Lord's actually maybe going to use you to, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yes. We were talking about this this morning with our team. Yeah. And, um, but I feel like it's that struggle of feeling like too much. Like, yes. oh, I might be too much for them. Like, they might think, like, you're too much, Steph. Like, yes. calm down, you know. Um, <laughs> but inviting the Holy Spirit into those moments is what has um, fought me breaking off fear. Yeah. Of, like, not caring, but having more fear of the Lord instead of men. Yeah. And that's what the breakthrough has happened in my life. When I'm like, okay, I can't be afraid of men anymore. Like, I need to be afraid of what the Lord wants me to do in these moments. Um, for there to be breakthrough whenever he wants to do. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good because you you hit on it. Using your voice doesn't always, it doesn't always look like the same thing in every situation. Because you were literally like saying there'll be moments where you're feeling something or seeing something or hearing something. And you know God's like, like puts you there in that room for a reason. But then it's like leading to the Holy Spirit of like, how do you want me to respond right now? Because there will be times you where you don't say anything and the Lord's actually like, I actually want to use your voice in intercession. Yeah. And there's other times where God's like, no, speak, speak. up. Say something. Yes. And so it's like, it's interesting <laughs> because like, okay, so I'm definitely more confrontational than Stephanie is. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Someone's calling us. Ignore that. Um, <laughs> but like, I... I feel like I'm more comfortable with just yeah. like whatever, like let's go. Well, you got something going on, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be a blessing and a curse. But at the same time, like I've seen with Steffi in moments of confrontation or whatever, there's something that like when you speak up, um, it's like everybody is who they are for a reason and like your voice when you have, like, use your voice in moments of confrontation, which I know Steffi doesn't always love confrontation, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But when she, when she specifically is the one to speak up and use her voice, it does something different than what my voice could do in moments. And I think that's why it's so important, um, like, all you listening and seeing this, that if you're thinking, <laughs> like, okay, well, I... I know God's been, like, telling me to use my voice, or I know I have a calling on my life, or I know I need to, like, you know, confront that person or say that thing um, or post that video or do the podcast or whatever. Um, But you've been, like, thinking, well, I don't have the strong voice like, I don't know, like this person. Like, if I were thinking, like, oh, I don't pray like Marcella or I'm not – I don't have that same personality type because we love to do that. We love to – confine god's calling to personality types which is not true he doesn't do that um but if you're like in that comparison game of like well i don't sound like her i'm not like that like she's she should be the one to talk because she's better at that like the reality is is that everyone's voice is needed it's so needed we need each other and um like we i talked about this a, a few or no not a few weeks ago yeah a few episodes ago with uh greta because mm-hmm. i mean you know you've heard this a thousand times about how the well is founded on luke one yeah. with covenant relationship yes and how 
just having relationship with people requires it requires you to use your voice Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm sorry if you've had friends where everything's been really shallow (laughs) but true friendship does require like for you to be you like vulnerably you yes does it get messy yes Yes. (laughs) is it hard sometimes Yes. yes but it would be such an injustice if Steffi wasn't, like, if you weren't you, and if I wasn't me in our friendship, and if you were, like, whatever, comparing your voice to mine, or if I was comparing my voice to yours, it'd be such an injustice, because there are things that you can do that I just, I wasn't called to do, I wasn't anointed to do, I wasn't created to do, yeah. There's and vice versa. So, okay. like... If there's anything you could say to someone who's, like, listening to this and, you know, maybe they're thinking, like, okay, I'm in that comparison game Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, what you were talking about, those lies, whether it's you're too much or you're not enough. Like, what would you say to somebody who just, you know... Struggle bus. Struggle bus, just using your voice. And even just, like, not even just using your voice, but just being you. Like, knowing how to be you. Yeah. Just be yourself. (laughs) Who you are is beautiful. And um, we need you. Yes. This is what I'm told all the time, Steph. We need you. If you try to be someone else, then there's... Your piece is missing. Like, you need to be you. Mm -hmm. So you could... It's like this puzzle piece. You're one piece. You need to be that puzzle piece so you could fit into it and it'll all become beautiful yes. as you all come together um in covenant friendship i remember i i remember um with marcella i used to live with her and um i met marcella because she got married to brian because i knew <laughs> brian before and i remember she has this dream of me doing life with her before then i was not doing life with uh women in general uh, for me, friendship with women was so, like, I knew them more than they knew me. And sometimes they would call me besties. And in my head, I'll be like, you don't even know me. Mm-hmm. But for them, they would be like, yay, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just never felt real. I've never had real friendship uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. So then when Marcella invited me to live with her after she had a dream, and we didn't even talk. So we didn't even have friendship, me and Marcella. Mm-hmm. But I've been asking the Lord, I want to do life with someone that I could learn from. So when she asked me, I was like, oh, that's an answer prayer. Like, <laughs> yes. Not knowing what I was going to get into. <laughs> well, so um, That's community. It's community. But that's where <laughs> that covenant friendship started. That was like the first word started. Yeah. And the Lord brought so much breakthrough and he began to show me just the beauty of vulnerability Hmm. um and i feel like that's where breakthrough happens it's in vulnerability you just being you even in the mess the Mm -hmm. junk the everything there'll be moments marcella would run into because for me my safe place was my room Mm -hmm. that's where i like stayed i was and i was good but marcella would run into the room and she would meet me in that messy place and she would come and um she would invite me in her mess as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as she invited me into her mess, that's where breakthrough would even happen in my life. Um, which sometimes doesn't even make sense of like, how am I going to get breakthrough through someone else's mess? Mm. But there's actually breakthrough as you uh, let someone into your own mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see breakthrough happen um, in others. Um, so I feel like it's just 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 be you. Mm-hmm. Let yourself be, you know, 
wide open with open arms yeah and in that there will be there'll be breakthrough and there's so much beauty you'll begin to see uh the people the lord's gonna be surrounding you with as mm-hmm. you just become yourself because yes. i feel like when you try to be someone else you're gonna be surrounded by people that are of that person you're trying to be mm-hmm. and then you, you're still feeling like i don't belong here mm-hmm. i don't think this is me but it's because you're trying to be someone you're not yeah um, so i think it's as you begin to actually be who god created you to be you're gonna be begin to be surrounded with the people that you knew you were meant to run with yes and they become your best friends yes it's beautiful like it's almost like in order for you to be known you have to let yourself be known yeah. And, like, even thinking, like, if there is somebody in your life that you, like, struggle with comparison or, you know, whatever. You just, it, it all happens to all of us. Yes. Where you think, like, oh, I can never be like them or all that stuff. Even you being vulnerable enough to tell them, yes. hey, like, I struggle with insecurity and sometimes I compare <laughs> myself to you. And not in a way of, like, now fix this. Yeah. <laughs> but... You being vulnerable enough to show somebody your mess, you have no idea even, like, the breakthrough that will come there. I mean, the Bible even says that. Like, confess your sins Mm -hmm. to one another. Pray for each other, and you'll be healed. Like, there is healing in vulnerability and confession. And I know we don't even think, like, comparison's a sin. But, I mean, let's get honest here. (laughs) It can be like it can be a sin because it separates you. Sin separates you from your father, and comparison separates you from your identity in the father. Yes. So it, like you being vulnerable enough to just be like, "Hey, can you just pray for me? Like I've been struggling with this. I've been having insecurities. Like it's even hard for me to like run with you because yeah. I feel this way or whatever." Yeah. Let someone pray for you and imagine like you have no idea like the friend that you might even win through vulnerability because she might not even notice or realize Mm -mm. what you're getting hit with most people don't (laughs) no but i feel like as you're vulnerable and open um because they're true friends they're gonna be able to uh just champion you and encourage Mm -hmm. you in your own weakness and you know you guys will help each other out in Mm -hmm. those moments because she will know the deep things in you as you will know hers so it's just building each other up yeah. and being able to be that that biggest encourager to yeah. each other, which is beautiful just to see. Um, even with Bailey, for example, <laughs> <laughs> with um, me not loving confrontation, and Bailey does, <laughs> there has been moments where I'm walking away and Bailey's like standing there, like making me speak of like, no stuff, tell me now. Like, like she, what's wrong? I know something's what's wrong. wrong. Something's wrong. And I'm like, nothing's wrong. <laughs> With tears coming down my eyes. Oh. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but in those moments where there's a breakthrough that happens, and it actually builds us closer. Oh, heck yeah. The mess builds people closer. The vulnerability picks up. So I feel like it was it has actually been those moments of confrontation that has brought us even closer. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been like yes, those moments of like ooh la la, this is amazing, wow, beach walk and all these fun <laughs> things that we do, coffee shops. It's beautiful, but I feel like the where you grow closer is in the mess mm-hmm. when you actually go down and dirty with that person. It's where you actually grow closer. Yeah, and you have memories of like. I know this person and I know she's down. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. It's real. And then you'll find that those people will be the mm. number one supporter of your voice. Yeah. Um, because, like, like, of course, the number one, number one, number one is the father. Because, yes. I mean, like, if you didn't know this, your voice moves him, which is yes. why. Like, and even in Song of Solomon, he says, let me hear your voice. Let me see your face. That's crazy. Because your voice is lovely. Your face is lovely. Like, like the father, like, desires for you to be you and show up as you. But also in your, like, covenant friendships, like, with people, because you've had, like, real life and confrontation and those moments where there's been vulnerability of, like, oh, I know, I know, like, I know for you that even, like, even Steffi showing up in this podcast, I know it's a challenge mm-hmm. because it's, like, it's not your forte. It's not something you feel, like, comfortable in. But I just know that every time you get there and you're in the seat or you're doing the video, like, you just astound me with, like, your voice and the wisdom you have and, like, your intimacy with Jesus. So I know that about Steph. So I'm going to, like, fight <laughs> to make sure she's here <laughs> and make sure she writes the blog. Oops, sorry, I hit the mic. She writes the blog. Like, she does what she's called to do because I, I know that God's hands on her life and it would be... An injustice to us all if you weren't you and you didn't, like, step into that. So, like, don't underestimate the power of vulnerability and the power of you using your voice to actually, like, let yourself be known to other people and to the Lord. Yeah. And also, um, I know I've been talking a lot of, like, being vulnerable with people, but I feel like the Lord wants to hear you, too. Yes. Like, He loves hearing your voice. He's not, he's alive. He's real. <laughs> he wants to have friendship with you. <laughs> and he wants to hear what, what you're dealing with. Um, for me, for example, um, I'm growing in not having even fear. This might be even like this child thing, but just doing walks by my own. Mm. This is something that has come <laughs> up in my life because of the fear. Uh, I was always put with fear of something's going to happen if I go on a walk by myself. Mm. Um, but I want to just invite you women to even in these moments of fear that try to hit you but you're trying to conquer it invite the holy spirit first mm-hmm. tell him what you're feeling even if it's in tears and you're going to begin to just feel the joy that he's going to bring to you and the peace that mm-hmm. is going to come over you um and just his love let him just embrace you in these moments mm-hmm. um because you're his daughter and he loves you and mm-hmm. he sees it and he knows more than you know about yourself so he's the best of the best that it's gonna he's gonna help you in these moments and he's honestly really just proud of you like yes. he's proud of your weak yeses he's yes. proud he sees the moments you've tried and maybe you fail those moments but he's not gonna give up on you he's mm-hmm. not someone that gives up like he'll keep on it's okay i'm still here it's like when you're learning how to ride a bike like oh, you fell, okay, well, sucks to suck, you're not you're never going to learn, <laughs> or you're learning to swim, like, no, he, like, mm. keeps on, like, joyfully, like, oh, my gosh, she's doing it, she's doing it, yeah. he's so happy, so just invite him in those moments, and then you're going to come out of it, like, it's going to happen, there's going to be breakthrough, and it's going to be so, so beautiful just mm-hmm. to watch, and he's going to be cheering you on as well in the midst of it, mm-hmm. and he brings people around you to cheer you on as well. Yeah. Like, that is what God, I think, is doing in all of us, but mm. especially, like, just breaking that that fear of religion yeah. or the fear that religion brings of, 
Like, you can't mess up. And, yeah, just, like, that performance thing where there's, like, striving and you feel like, okay, if I don't do this perfectly or, you know, even, like, being afraid of vulnerability and afraid of intimacy because Mm -hmm. you've been shut down or rejected or maybe even told, like, you shouldn't feel that way or stop crying, pull together, come on, keep going. Like, um, just know, like, what Steffi's saying is that there really is safety to be 100% vulnerable with God and there isn't a string attached to it. There isn't a motive. There's not an agenda. Like, he really is so proud of even, like, your your simple reach of wanting to obey him and live for him. So don't feel like the Father has this measure, like this measuring rod that he's, you know, holding up against you every time you try to use your voice or you, whatever, you try to do the, the prayer meeting or you try whatever, whatever it is for you, whatever that area of fear is, like you have to know that the father, he's not like, like people that you've known. <laughs> like he's not like people, okay? Mm-hmm. He is so other than, and he's so unlike anyone we've even have ever met in our entire lifetime. So it's almost like he wants to renew our minds in that of us seeing him rightly, that he's not this tyrant king or this angry dad. Like he's kind, he's compassionate, like he's patient. He's so patient with us. And over and over and over and over, and over in the Bible, it talks about how he delivers us from fear. Like yeah. he's our light, he's our stronghold, like he's the refuge of our life. Whom shall we fear? Whom shall we be afraid of? But anyway, would you just pray, Steffi? Pray for everyone, whatever like you feel like the Lord leading you to pray about. But just for people watching this who are maybe like really identifying with what you're saying of like, dang, that's me. Whether it's in relationships or just fear or religion or whatever, Mm. like just feeling like I want to get free from this. Yeah, let's pray. Let's do it. Jesus, I just thank you so much for these women that are relating to what is being spoken. I just pray that even right now that you would just meet them where they are at, whether they're at work, they're in their bed, wherever they are, they are, that you would just encounter them right now with your love, that they will begin to see the beauty of who they are, that they are your daughters. I just pray that they would encounter that and they will begin to see um even the places where they've been hurt, that they would just be healing even right yes, now in this moment. Jesus. We just um, cover them with your blood, that your blood is enough to wash it all away. Yes. It's enough to wash away any pain, any fear, um, any bitterness even. We just pray that that would just, that would just be healing right now and they'll be able to walk with confidence in who they are in you, that they will be able to walk as daughters and be unafraid that that measuring stick would just be broken. Yes. That they will be ones that will be able to walk confident of uh, just using their voice. Yeah. Using their voice in moments that maybe they feel like, I shouldn't say anything, but they actually should, that they would use it without fear. That they will be ones that would walk fearless, so confident in the truth, um, unafraid. Yes, that they will grow God. closer and closer with you, knowing that you are real. And you love them. And you are so for them. So I thank you. I bless them. 
name of Jesus. Amen. 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 That was so good, Steffi. Wow. Thanks for having me. Yes. You guys can follow Stephanie on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and blow her up. (laughs) Um, But if you guys didn't know, we have a well app. It's called The Well Women. So go to your app store and go download it. And that's where podcasts and lives and so much good stuff is on there already. Um, and make sure you go and download that and also follow us on Instagram at the underscore well underscore women. Mm. Amen. Yay. I love you, Yay. Steffi. Love you. This is so good. Amen. Amen. <laughs>